Chapter Twelve of Born Again by Alfred Lawson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gabby Cowan. Then, am I to understand that your people were atheists? Inquired I of Arletta. Not at all, replied she. We believed in natural law, but not in religion our most intellectual men decided that by no stretch of the imagination could they build a god for religious purposes as great as the creator of the universe must naturally be and knowing that it remains for man himself to reach his highest state of perfection without any supernatural influence whatsoever they therefore abolished all forms of religious worship and established a code of ethics which was termed natural law religion teaches one to believe in an unnatural god who apparently must be ever ready to answer anybody's prayerful cry and act as a general servant to humanity by distributing good things to those who beg for them a sort of meddlesome god who enters into all the petty quarrels of human beings and generally settles them in the wrong way natural law teaches that there exists one grand supreme ruler who guides the entire machinery of the universe the deity who created the principle of life and one who does not deviate from his eternal and immutable laws an all-wise everlasting and unchangeable being far beyond the faintest conception the brain of man has ever been able to formulate his power unlimited his laws supreme his goodness incalculable natural law explains that he created the principle from which humanity evolved but that it remains for all living things to make better or worse their own conditions his laws may be studied and practiced by all human beings but to claim to know the reasons of the creator's actions would be to assume his wisdom and knowledge his purposes therefore are unfathomable natural law sets forth that notwithstanding the earth is but a mere speck in the universe still it being part of the vast machinery governed by the almighty there is a reason for its existence and a work for it to perform like other bodies in space it contains particles of living matter which are constantly passing through a course of development with methodical changes from life to death and from death to life but while all living things live and die the material thereof is used over and over again indefinitely human beings are a species of these particles all living things are composed of three parts matter energy and soul the matter is the machinery energy the motion and soul the engineer the mind is that part of the machinery having power to control its movements the soul is the spark of the life and acts as moral guide to the mind soul and conscience are synonymous 
the soul always pure is continually striving to improve the condition of the mind the mind alone is responsible for the disposition of the body and the evils arising therefrom the soul merely acting as its instructor for good it is the mind which inherits evil instincts and but for the good influence of the soul living creatures would not exist in harmony as the mind hardens against righteousness the sway of the soul is lessened but as the mind softens towards goodness the soul increases its power there is a continual struggle between the soul for good and the mind for evil but the soul will eventually gain the ascendancy and all living things will be cleansed of impurities the body including the mind of each living thing dies the material disintegrates and passes into the composition of other forms the soul never dies it remains in one body until its collapse and then transmigrates into another the soul of a man today may be that of a lower animal tomorrow therefore he should use the greatest kindness and consideration toward all living things there is only a certain quantity of matter upon earth to be moulded together in living forms and a certain number of souls to abide therein so that with the increase of mankind there must naturally be a decrease in the ranks of other animals hence it remains the duty of man to extend in number and quality his own species until all material in existence is utilized by human beings of very highest intelligence humanity however will never rise above the savage state until the barbarous custom of killing and eating other animals is abolished selfishness is the root of all evil eradicate selfishness from humanity and the earth will be heaven man's heaven is here on earth if he is only capable of making it so but men cannot enjoy heavenly blessings with hellish minds and no selfish being can properly enjoy the sweets of life the real essence and pleasure of life can only be extracted when mankind labors harmoniously together as a unit instead of each individual struggling separately and murderously to obtain the largest portion of the earth's blessings the production of the world must be divided equally among all honest toilers and man's greatest happiness must arise from serving others instead of himself no good mortal can thoroughly enjoy luxuries that are beyond the reach of his fellow-men therefore all human beings should work together as one enjoying equally the fruits of their combined efforts the weak and the strong alike there must be but one master the entire human race bound together as one when mankind acting as a unit masters itself then will it rule the earth and gain knowledge of strenuous matters thus the wisdom of inhabitants of older and more advanced worlds 
will be attained and intercourse with them practiced thereby unraveling many apparent mysteries of the universe it is an error to suppose that the deity is your maker he created the source from which all living things sprung but collectively man makes himself and is responsible for his own conditions if the almighty was your maker then the production of criminals cripples and lunatics could demonstrate very bad workmanship so do not try to shift the blame for human weaknesses upon the creator of the universe the deity controls the principle of life man controls himself do not pray you cannot alter the creator's plans and you place him in the light of a petty vanity seeker when claiming that he wants to be worshipped better please the omnipotent by kind acts towards all living creatures than by offering ridiculous exhortations for favors and forgiveness you prefer insults to the creator when you claim you can change his immutable plans by prayer when you think he would take from one and give to another when you pretend to communicate with him when you imagine he takes part in the silly squabbles of human beings when you say that man was made in his image when you take his name in vain a united world with all living things on the same plane of perfection and working harmoniously together for the common good is the heaven humanity should strive to reach it is within the power of mankind to perfect itself but this can only be accomplished through the unselfish efforts of the whole people each individual can make better or worse his own condition and thereby stamped a good or bad impression upon the lives of his descendants the creature who passes his life without adding to the knowledge and goodness of the world has lived for naught and he who fails to improve his own worth morally mentally or physically has spent a life of uselessness for which his descendants must suffer for to misuse oneself is to commit a crime against posterity each generation should be an improvement upon the preceding one having been entrusted with a piece of living machinery it is the duty of every one to give it the very best care and attention possible that its value might be increased to nature hence moral mental and physical perfection are the highest aims of life to achieve parents should have no offspring when one or both of them are insane deceased gluttons drunkards or criminals practice moderation in all things that you may live longer and acquire strength to enjoy natural blessings and bestow character upon those to follow pleasure can only be extracted from temperateness it increases or decreases in proportion to quantity and he who takes sparingly lives longer to enjoy the most do not overwork overstudy overeat overdrink oversleep or commit any excesses whatsoever 
the surest way to make the world better is to begin with yourself such is the essence of natural law end of chapter twelve recording by gabby cowan in kingston ontario canada